yeah, it was insane. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do with my hands. Uh, I didn't know where to walk, where to start. It was just like I was dropped into a middle of a war zone and had no idea what was going on around me. Mm-hmm. Accurate. That's yeah. how I would explain my first experience at Comic-Con. What is cool, and I and I definitely get this uh, feeling at Coachella as well, uh, but just the energy like of, yeah. of everybody there. Like everybody is just so happy to be there, and it's that's really cool. Although if you're claustrophobic, definitely not a good environment. Uh, it's not. It wasn't that bad on the hall. Actually, Friday's hall. Friday's not yeah. too bad. Sa- like t- Saturday, Saturday and the Sunday. worst day. Saturday's by nuts. far the worst yeah. day. Yeah. Okay, just the busiest. You know? Well, uh, welcome to episode nineteen, season four, of Pop Not Soda. Uh, Brian and I we're doing another diet version of Pop Not Soda, but we have uh, somebody taking Brett's seat. Who I think this isn't. This is not the first time that he's tried to take one of our jobs, <laughs> uh, but it's always been a pleasure to have. Mr. John Allen, back on the show with Woo! us today. I clipped. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize this. <laughs> Woo. And that, that completes it. We've had, this is, uh, John is the last uh, four-time guest that we can have on this season. Yeah. Martin, Chad, and John. Yes. Completes the trifecta. So I think if we are make we, it to a tied? season five. Are Mount Rushmore appearances? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, if, if, if we. John Goodman. Of, uh, pop that yeah. soda, you know. If we make it to season five, uh, we'll make Brett get you guys robes. Okay. Let's say season five on them. Yeah. Or, or like members only jackets. I, I feel the robes. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just feel like that'll fit the. Um, but if I'm if I'm the for. John Goodman of it, does that mean like that someone who's a part of my crew is going to say the wrong thing on Twitter and then <laughs> I lose the gig? Or probably. How? Probably. I, I just I just killed your career. Yeah. I, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, John. Or, you know, in in some it cases, like the one of the time. topics we'll talk about today, they may have already said it eight years ago, but somebody just hasn't yeah, found it yet. exactly. Oh, yeah. So okay. Maybe go back and check your Twitter feed. Yeah. That's a thing now. See, you know what? I, I There's so many times that I feel like I I'm, I'm was too late to the game with Twitter and I didn't use it as much as I should have early on because I'm still playing catch up with Twitter followers a little bit. But the good news on that is that there's a lot less incriminating stuff. <laughs> yeah. I didn't use it as much during years where maybe I was a little bit less tactful. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So covered my butt in that regard. Hey, sometimes it's a benefit for being a late adapter. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You're not out there just wiling. Right. Uh, but yeah, we've got a great show for you today. We are going to catch up with John, all his new projects. I mean, this man, I don't know if there's a niche media outlet that you're not involved in because <laughs> that's like the best way to describe. I don't, yeah. I don't juggle. So I think, no, okay, uh, right. but aside from that, yeah. but when you're I, like the Ryan Seacrest, of you know, when, when, I, when I'm writing projects. promos of like who John Allen is and why we're having him on the show, I'm like, all right, well, voice actor, uh, independent wrestler. I think he was an independent wrestling manager at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's in a, he's got a band, which yes. I can't wait to hear about. Yeah. He's also an actor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I think that's it. I still do. Those the are just your hobbies. Stand-up comedian. Still do oh, that. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Impressionist. Yeah. Impressionist. Um, but but that's it. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's it. Just those like fifty-eight things. That's, yeah, that's, putting that's a hat on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're going to talk a lot of the news this week. I mean, any anytime Comic Con's going on, there's a ton happening in pop culture. But we've got one story that uh, didn't actually come out at Comic Con, but I think it's gonna. It kind of fits the tone for 2018, for sure, and what we talked about and how the and, inter- we'll, and we'll how the internet remains undefeated it, always and possibly will affect future comic cons. Yeah, you know. Uh, but first, man, back to I had the chance to go to Comic Con for the first time 
after living in San Diego for over a decade and trying to get tickets for over half of the decade and not being able to. And it is, I've heard it described, I've seen photos, but it's nothing, you, you have to be there yeah. to really experience what it is. Absolutely. And I've been to other conventions and I've seen other conventions. And I know, John, you've been to a lot of conventions yeah. too. How would you say, like, how does Comic-Con feel to you compared to other conventions? Well, uh, I, I haven't really been to it too much this weekend yet, so I don't know if there's been any drastic changes, but it's definitely the, the juggernaut uh, as far as being, uh, to, to me, the, the biggest. I mean, this is the one where the, the huge announcements are usually made and such, and it's just so bloated. Um, the staff is, is fairly competent, and that's huge to me. Having been to somewhere, a lot of the time it's just kids volunteering so they can kind of be around and be at it, but... but um, um, I don't know, man. It it co- it covers a lot of bases. I think that's the other thing that maybe makes it so popular and why it draws so many people. Aside from the fact that we forget, having lived here, that San Diego is such a great place to visit. Yeah, in July. Um, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. We forget that like we live in a place that people <laughs> vacation. Here. We, we don't. We don't take nearly. I haven't been to the beach once this summer. You know. Um. So that, and uh, it, because it's it's catering to so many different fandoms, that's probably why it's gotten as big as it has. Yeah, I will say there's just something for every everyone. Yeah. There really is. Yeah. I think that's there the coolest really thing about the event. Yep. Movies, video games, anime, um, obviously comic books. Uh, yeah. TV shows, just books in general. There was like a, yep. like a lot of books. Um, podcasting Artists. now. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a ton of stuff for podcasting. Uh, the Nerdist House was out there. Oh, they're still around? Yeah, yeah. the nurse house was out there, and I'll tell you, we stopped by. It was free. It was air-conditioned. Free drinks, no cap, and free food. What kind so, of drinks? Uh, they had Moscow Mules, they oh, had wow. uh, Barry Tom Collins, and they had uh, craft beer selection, wow. and they had wine. And there they were go. giving those away? For free. Wow. R.I.P. Chris Hardwick. Thanks, yeah, yeah. So thanks, that, you, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah, to buy everybody's exactly. loyalty back. They're exactly. like, hey, just remember us for the free stuff we <laughs> gave you, not for the fact that we were created by an abusive tyrant. <laughs> like, and they were doing live shows, like oh, very no intimate shit. panels. Like they were, That's they're cool. in an art gallery on Sit Street. So if you got if to YouTube because everyone's listening to this on Monday, and sorry you missed it. Um, but you, if you walk past it, you'll miss it because it's not really highly advertised, mm. and it's just on the side of the street. And it was super cool, and it was. Uh, that's like one of the benefits too. I think what separates Comic Con from a lot of other conventions is there's so much free th- stuff to do around the event. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, I, I, probably in the last five years I would say is when they really started realizing wow there's so many people that want to attend they can't get in but there's still money to be made if we can cater them somehow. So I mean shoot some of the things um, when I get done with with the talk here there's actually I'm meeting up with people for that like they got like a, a South Park escape room yes oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah I saw that that's right at by Striders and the uh, the culinary um, exhibit hall downtown a, c- a couple years back when the the Frieza Dragon Ball movie came out I think 2015 2016 they had like a whole Dragon Ball like kind of carnival. Yep. Well, they have the Dragon Ball World Tour that's also free. That's oh, on the back that's, that's already here. Yeah, it's here. Oh wow, I heard about it. I didn't know it was here already. They have all of the statues. Uh, See that interests. Yeah, that interests me more than like yeah. just you know some of the stuff that's that's inside. Yeah, right? and I, I mean, think that's what really makes this event like just the most unique 
thing in the world is because of all the buy-in from surrounding hotels, restaurants, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. They're now throwing these themed things. And what's really cool is that they change them up every year. Yeah. yeah. So it's something new every year, and it's very I mean, uh, hell, timely. Nintendo, you know? of all people, not only do they have a big presence in the exhibition hall, but they also have a lounge in the Marriott where they have a Nintendo Family that, Lounge yeah, yeah, that yeah. is free, but they also have the, the Super Arcade, Smash right? Brothers Ultimate Arcade where wow. you can just play the game yep. for free with and they have all the they have a giant mural with all the characters. They have all these like actual weapon artifacts for like all the different characters that you can take photos with. Did they bring and Charles out this time? No. Mar- Martinet, the voice of Mario, he's usually okay. I I didn't see him, no. Okay. Um but it, it was just insane. But there was like barely any like wait for that because you're playing two minute time games, and so after five minutes they're cycling through people. But that was free. Um, but I will tell you there are a lot of businesses that buy in, and unfortunately there was one bar downtown that decided to I try and this. go the opposite way. Yeah. So uh, a local establishment downtown called the Smoking Gun decided to advertise before Comic Con for an after Comic Con party. Okay. Called Gates Be Gone, taking back the gas lamp quarter. <laughs> and the description was showing, it was basically, they wanted to show, you know, the businesses and restaurants downtown that, you know, once the gates are gone, we can resume to our normal level of partying and having a good time. First of all, it's only like five days yeah. Out, yeah. Of the, out of the entire <laughs> year, so calm down. Second, I'm sorry you don't want to capitalize on the extra traffic and make money. Yeah. So Third, what it di- I mean, I don't know. On some level, I like it because I always thought like Ogre yelling at the nerds and Revenge of the Nerds was kind of a funny thing. But it's yeah. also like it's kind of a stuck up. It, and it's also yeah. how you talked about it, too. Like the context behind it. If you're doing it as an ironic play mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, the geeks be gone. Like Comic-Con's gone. Yeah, We're you celebrate. can do it in a way that they're in on the joke. But no, right. it, it sounds to me that the tone was very hostile. It was. It was very like, uh, oh, what, you know, it's kind of a bummer that Comic-Con's here because right. we don't have our regular nightlife. And so Reddit got a hold of this. That'd be like being in Vegas and be like, we got to get the gambling out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get it back to just being no, an empty uh, desert. Yeah, like uh, Vegas upset about, you know, the showgirl showing cleavage. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you, nobody asked up. you to move right. here. No one asked you to set up shop. You knew what you were getting yeah. into. So Reddit found them. It's this is not a new event. Specifically the Tomatron subreddit and, and took them to town. Took them out to the woodshed. So the smoking gun put a new sign up for this weekend. Did they double down? And it says, no, 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 that they're the comic book store for this weekend. Oh. They, so they're advertising they are the comic their book space store. as, quote, the comic book store. Okay. To come in and have com- like special drinks and enjoy your time at the comic book store. What? Because they because visitors from out of town or people who are upset aren't going to realize that they're at the Smoking Gun, the bar that was trying to, you know... So, so they're just backpedaling as hard as they can. A hundred percent. Okay. The interesting strategy. The comic book store. That's what they're. they're that's the yeah. comic. Book and it's store. one sign, and it's like a four by four plastered right above their front door. Yeesh. That's so. so there's something very Trumpish about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It is 2018. Right? Yeah. Um, but let's let's get into what has come out at Comic Con this this uh, week already. So far. And I want to say uh, DC kicked it off first. On they Thursday. Went, they went hard this year. Because they announced that they have their own streaming service, DC right. Universe. They knew Marvel wasn't was uh, sitting in the back seat this year, so they're like, well, yeah. here's, our, here's our time Which to shine. Which is what they should do. For sure. For like, sure. 
And um, there have been two projects that people have known are going to be coming out on this streaming service that people were excited for. A live-action Teen Titans series called Titans and the resurgence of Young Justice, uh, an animated series for the third season. Um, Because that was also another property mishandled by Cartoon Network in the early 2010s. Just like the Clone Wars. Yeah. Which also is coming FYI, back. coming back. Right. You thought Clone Wars was mismanaged? At the end, like that last season. Okay. I thought they marketed that about as hard as they could have. Well, no, I, I I think it went really well, but I think towards the end, because when you get season six, which is what the, it looks like they're retconning uh-huh. with the new season. Okay. It's just a bunch of episodes that don't fit in the place that they're just like, we'll make these stories and we'll throw them out. Interesting. But I mean, I... I, I love was the season Wars. six when they they brought back Darth Maul and, and all that? Or? No, season six is uh, like Yoda going to the tests, and it's the clones figuring out that there's like a chip in their head for Order sixty six. Oh, I didn't see that. And yeah, yeah, they're like lost episodes basically huh. that mates a season six. So it just it hurt because like when the show ended, it didn't end on like a fina- like a f- final note that really like led you into Revenge of the Sith. Well, because also. What then? I mean, the next thing there was uh, okay. That's right, because you got Revenge of the Sith, and then you got um, Rebels. Rogue. Yeah, right? yeah, Rebels, and then Rogue One, and then okay. New Hope. But right. um, so they are. So before we jump into DC, Clone Wars did announce they're coming back on Disney's streaming service because that'll be happening, by the way. So fuck paying for cable now. Yeah, You're I mean everyone's just gonna have their own streaming yeah. service. Yeah. So if anyone wants to share to. passwords, you, yeah. can, you can tweet <laughs> me at uh, Paper Champion DP, and Let's maybe we'll trade. System. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're coming back for just twelve episodes. Yeah, but so you have like, to put universe on the end of whatever your brand <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And now w- you have WWE DC universe. universe. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Vince has that copyrighted, right? Like, he has to. I don't think you can copyright the word universe. <laughs> you know, I think Vince, the you universe. Know Vince probably tried. He probably tried. Of oh, course. very much you so. Can't no, no, Vince. He's tried Absolutely. to copyright so many things, uh, some of which he deserved to, others, I don't know. But. I mean, you know why Rhino is spelled with a Y, right? Yeah. Because well, of fucking copyright. Like, he wanted to, yeah, own it. Yeah. And my favorite part is they were going to make him Sarah was going to be his name if it wasn't Rhino with Rhino? Rhino? Yeah. They were going to call Sarah? They were going to call him Sarah. I'm in wrestling and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> what was the logic behind that? Uh, they were also going to bleach his hair blonde and make him the third brother. Now you're just messing with me. I swear. I swear. They were going to make him the third brother of Christian and Edge, bleach his hair blonde, and call him Sarah. Weird. I <laughs> I have never heard I just this. blew John out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. That's what I did for listening to uh, Edge and Christian's uh, Pot of Awesome. Wow, oh, I mean, I right. knew. They did have a I mean, it yeah. sounds yeah. about right. I, I, I remember, um, you know, when they got Vader, uh, rest in peace. He recently yeah. passed. They, they uh, Vince was just, wow, what a mastodon! He's such a mastodon. And turns out on Cornette's thing, he was saying because he really wanted to rebrand him as the mastodon, <laughs> and that sort of thing worked so well with Mantar a couple yeah. years earlier. Oh man! But that's why, like, he he's like, fine, I'll call him Vader, but it, <laughs> I'm gonna call him Mastodon every chance I get. He's a mastodon. So. Uh, so the Clone Wars is coming back for just 12 episodes, and it's going to be the the fitting end that that series would have had. And it's going to include the, the Siege of Mandalore, which has been talked about in the Clone Wars, that's been talked about in Rebels, which is all canon now, um, but never shown on screen, and which they alluded to at the end of Season 5 in the Clone Wars. Do we know when that 
service starts. The 2019 Disney? is all they say. Uh, okay. It's funny to me that, that you, you feel so much, and I guess that other fans, I didn't know this, felt that that series needed a fitting end. It's like, well, the fitting end <laughs> is <laughs> the yeah. rest Revenge of the, of the fucking Sith. movies. Right, yeah. exactly. I think it's because the Revenge of the Sith isn't that good, too. So they were like, oh, you know, this show makes the Revenge of the Sith better. Right. Mm. And we still haven't done like that, that kind of like... We're trying. We're being greedy. I know, John. Man, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Sometimes when you ask for more Star Wars, it doesn't always work out <laughs> so well. <laughs> true, so true. be careful what you wish hey, for. Right. But I'm not on social Good media back, bashing you know? anybody. So let's okay. let's be fair. Okay. Uh, I'm not bullying anyone. It's up Jar Jar, but not the actor. Just Jar Jar the character. Right. Okay. Uh, so D- so DC was also announcing that they have their own service, and this was their bid kickoff. They showed the trailer for Titans, which is the live action Teen Titans show. Meh. And it's yeah, it is. It's meh. And I know I, I was talking talking with John before the show came on, and it's all pulled from the pilot. Humble brag. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, to me, you know what it looks like. It looks like what Marvel did with Daredevil and Punisher. Well, it's the, that's the attempt, but it right. doesn't sound like it worked out nearly as well. Definitely so not. far because it also looks really hokey. DC forgot that these are kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Murdering people because because you forget that Daredevil is like critically acclaimed and and <laughs> what what's the other one that they they did on Netflix? There was uh, really only Jessica like, Jones. It, yeah, it was Luke only Cage. it was only the Iron Fist one that didn't do so well. Yeah. Right, and right. the Defenders when they brought them together. Yeah, okay. it wasn't that good, but. Uh, yeah, um, which uh, Iron Fist, by the way, is being renewed, and I guess yes. it looks better. But so DC comes out, they lead with Titans, and it gets mixed re- reactions. Yeah, which I is mean, fair. they tried to go for the big shocker with uh, Robin's fuck line, Batman. right? Which is what I say to yeah, I just cool. say, fuck Brian all the time. <laughs> cool, Robin. You're, yeah, you're cool a cool story, bro. You're a tough guy. Yeah. We get it. And then I gotta watch this show now. Everything I thought, <laughs> I don't know what to expect now. I have to see it. That's, I think, the attempt there. Yeah. And you get, like, uh, Hawk and Dove, which I, my 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 knowledge of the comments and, and the Teen Titans, like, that was pretty, that like, is so, I don't know a lot about of, that. They're part of Titans? Yeah. yeah. That is so interesting. I, I've been on, like, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, and lately it's been telling me I want to watch Justice League Unlimited again. So like the clips come up, and I I hadn't seen the they did did an episode with Hawk and Dove. I'd never like heard of these guys before. Somehow I missed seeing an episode back in the day. So it's interesting that I just see that, yeah. And now all of a sudden, maybe because they were it was like the algorithm of <laughs> YouTube trying to like prep me for this or hype up the new show. Uh, they're brainwashing, is what they yeah they maybe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was an interesting dynamic, and you know, yeah. kind of overt social commentary. At play, right? Because one is all about having war, and the other one yeah. is about like let's talk it out. Uh, I think Dove is all the one about having war y- yeah. because uh, she's no. killing so many people in this trailer. By the way, she y- is. You're, you're she saying is. That you would, you're saying that Dove wants to right. K- That's what I'm saying. I don't know because she's in this trailer. She slices at least like two throats with Dude, her wings. Dude, no. In the in the cartoon, That's Dove was the one that was like you know as as it would imply a Dove a implying peace, peace. Dove, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas Hawk was like wants war because you know when somebody wants war you call him a Hawk. Yeah. So. Uh, DC said fuck that noise. <laughs> We're just gonna have him <laughs> kill everything. Okay. Everyone's gonna kill everyone. Then why even have these? <laughs> yep. Why even have these obscure by comparison to the other one's characters if you're just gonna? Oh my god! Because they're not in the movies. Because okay, you know, DC yeah. has that weird thing where if they're in the movies, they can't be on TV. Clean slate, and Dove has a rocket launcher. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, 
Uh, and then the other property in which they released, they're releasing on their streaming service. Uh, a lot of people are excited for that. Actually, looks really good. Is Young Justice? Oh, so that's just going to be on the streaming. Yeah, right. That's a good exclusive. Draw. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, that's a, a lot smart of people play. will do it just to to see that. For oh, sure. yeah, yeah. But when they announced their streaming service officially, the name and all that, and what's going to be on it, how they they announced how much it was going to cost is the dumbest way I think I've ever heard someone do that. So you think. Oh, I, okay. I know. I the know price point, now. right? Right. To announce something. Yeah. We've seen infomercials all our lives where it's like, hey, only three payments of nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So you're like, that's not bad. That's 20 bucks, really. Yeah. No, it's really 60 bucks. So, you know, when you have Amazon Prime, it's like, oh, you can pay $130 or you can pay $13 a month. And you're like, oh, $13 a month isn't that bad right. compared to $130. So they're just like, oh, yeah, the streaming service is $75. Flat. That's just what they said. Oh yeah, you pay seventy five dollars for DC Universe. Now yeah. is that the price break if you pay it all up front? Because I know there's su- there's a lot of dudes that'll or companies that um, yeah, it's it's X amount per month. Or if you just want to pay it all up front, we give you a bit of a break. Yeah. No, they just said they it was seventy five dollars. Just seventy five. Right, but you could have said, hey, if you and when you sign up, it it'll cost you six fifty a month. Because exactly. that's technically what you're going to be paying Can per month. Can you pay it monthly? Well, you don't have to say you're paying monthly. But per month, if you pay 12 months at a flat fee of $75. Because most of these services are around 10 bucks. So if, if it is like 6 bucks, you, you're beating Hulu, you're beating Netflix, you're beating WWE. That's a draw. And I'm surprised yeah. that they would not go that route. And that's that's the funny part is that's how they, they, they bundled this. Yeah, because immediately when I saw the first headline about it, I saw $75 for the year. And I went... Wow, that's crazy expensive. But then I took a step back and went, "Oh wait, I'm paying like ten bucks a month for Netflix. Yeah. This yeah. is a lot less." Actually, the the only they just put it out wrong, you know. I mean, I know that DC is a huge brand, so maybe they're trying to communicate value by not presenting it as the cheapest streaming thing out there. I mean, you know, like with sales, the the people buy when you present equal or higher value to the own quality. So it's like. I don't know. But it's, I don't it's think it's people think bizarre. but people don't no. think like that, right? They just no. think about per month. No, yeah. they're thinking no about think how much more am I going to pay for month per month. Yeah, so, exactly. Huh, and can I budget that in? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. They, they, I think they miss a real opportunity for because sure. yeah, it could be that the the price point at $75 is if you pay it all up front, but that would still technically be like 650 a month. You got exactly. a highball. You could have been like, "Hey, normally this would be 120, but because yeah. it's Comic-Con weekend, you know, 75, I don't know, something to yeah, and, and that's when I heard it. I was like, damn, $75 for a streaming service sounds ridiculous because no other streaming services go through. Hey, you want Netflix, it's going to cost you $130 a year. And you're yeah. like, oh, man, maybe I should not have Netflix. That's expensive. Yeah. But like, oh, it's, Car it's registration $10.99 a month. Up. Yeah. Like, they, they totally fumbled the ball there. For sure. It was real bad. Now, is that, would you say that uh, seeing the reactions online and stuff, that's been most people's opinions on it? I mean, I think a lot of people. For I'm not. Justice, I'm not discrediting like you your take no, on no. it. You're, it's accurate. Yeah, because that's a lot of the headlines that were that seventy-five dollars, and so you had a lot of people talking about how like that's a lot for a streaming service because they're not thinking about the price point of it being less than seven dollars a month. Hmm. They just see the sticker shot. Yeah. Which is seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Because that's what DC basically caused. It like it. it and I'm it also caused thinking, sticker shot. And I'm also thinking, how much content can you possibly put on there? I mean, it's it's a comic book company. Yeah, there's cartoons and there's television shows, but how far are we going back? Like, are we getting the 1940s cartoons and everything? Like how WWE has 
Their tape oh, library is yeah. huge. Right. So they haven't released a ton of details yeah. on everything you did, but I assume that you'll probably get um, maybe not their newest releases of their animated films, but you'll probably get like the animated films from like the past ten years. So they're definitely going to be taking those if there's if they're still on Netflix, taking yeah. those down. Yeah, and on Amazon Just Prime, like with Ex- exclusivity on there. Yeah, because that's what Disney's doing. And so that's right. what WWE and, did as well. Then, yep. when they yeah, they and still leave a couple of things on there just to to advertise to their brand. Yeah. To make you want to see more on their network, yeah. but it's wow. the same thing ESPN did with ESPN Plus. Right, ESPN used to have all of their documentaries and all of their feature films on uh, Netflix. Once they were about to unload ESPN Plus, they pulled all of it. Wow! So that you've got to have all these different streaming services. This has become such a consumer report kind of show today. <laughs> hasn't hey, it? we bring the knowledge. Yeah. Well, let's look at what the stock ticker says. <laughs> <on it. laughs> Uh, well, I would not buy Warner Brothers or DC. That's yeah, what I would do. Definitely not. Um, they did. I mean, they dropped. What else did they drop? They dropped the Aquaman trailer. They yeah, that came out Shazam. today. There's a um, Shazam Aquaman trailer. movie or yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. the feature film with Jason Momoa. Right. Oh boy. I think the marketing that they're doing of the release of the trailer was better than the trailer because, like, they had oh, him. Yeah. Like, f- so Jason Momoa is. Uh, I think he's native Hawaiian. I don't know. He lives in Hawaii now. And so he's taking videos of him. He like, looks swimming like around. Roman Reigns. Maybe he's Samoan. He does look like <laughs> Roman <laughs> yeah, Reigns for sure. Um, but yeah, so like he's taking videos of himself like swimming around in the water and surfing. And uh, when the final one, when they actually released it in the video they showed before it at Comic-Con is him underwater. And then he comes up to a camera and he's got a phone on him and it says, you know, like Aquaman trailer uh, about to show. And then he like screams underwater. It actually looks kind of cool. Okay. The trailer itself, though, I mean, hmm. again, looks very meh, like everything hmm. DC. I will say Shazam. Shazam looks good. I think Shazam does look pretty good. I think Shazam does look pretty good. Because that's kind of an interesting, it's not just like a guy who had a tragic backstory. It's 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 the gimmick of it being a kid. and Yep. It's like the Tom Hanks big movie, but in superhero yeah. form. Yeah, that's or actually that's actually how people maybe great. It, yeah, maybe thirteen great. going on thirty. Compared sure, because um, the, the but the big's better because you know the whole it's the two it's that. the two boys. You know, yeah. they have that like you I know. know. Reminded me that old know. song like I am thirteen going on thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those aren't the lyrics, but there was a tune yeah. and it was like no, that. definitely. Um, I I think and I, I, what's really funny too is Shazam is one of the other. Um, crossover actors who got their start in one brand and switched to the other. So, you know, Josh Brolin went from uh, Jonah Hetz mm. over into Thanos and then just said, fuck it, I'm going to do all three and did Fox <laughs> right. uh, as Cable. Uh, <laughs> and you have... Um, it's going to be the new Wolverine, too. Thanos is Cable? Yeah. yeah. Josh oh, Brolin. man, I am out of the loop. This is how hard John works. <laughs> I, that? Yeah. Well, that yeah. or not hard enough because maybe <laughs> if I had... More income, I justify going to see all these darn movies. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and then, so it, the um, it can be both. Chuck, yeah. basically, um, right. it, who is playing uh, the guy who played Chuck. Shout uh, out to MCL, by the way. What's his? What's yeah? MCL. What's up, Mark Christopher Lawrence? Hope you still listen. We miss you. <laughs> um, his name I, it's Zachary. I know it's Zachary. Zachary something. Quinto, right? No, that's the dude from Zachary Quinto. Is uh, oh, you're Star right. Trek. That's uh, that's Spock. It's like Zachary Levine. I think this is yeah name. yeah. He also did the voice in uh Tangled. He was uh the, the voice <laughs> in Glenn Tangled. Ryder. Yeah. Oh, did a good job on that. He I did was that. he replaced uh he, he, in the second and third Thors. He's the blonde uh, fencing dude oh. of the uh, Warriors Three. No oh. way. Yes. So that's where he 
got his first superhero. Interesting. And now he's switching from Marvel over to DC to star as Shazam. Well, I'll be. And Captain America was with Johnny Storm. Or yeah. Yep. So. And then and Deadpool Michael B. See, Jordan. I've seen a couple yeah. of And then movies. Deadpool was, you know, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. Michael we B. Jordan. We don't speak of that. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Michael B. Jordan was uh, also Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, yes, Killmonger. Right, Black Panther. My so, goodness. You know, lots of crossovers. And uh, Mark Ruffalo was in 13 going on 30. So everything's <laughs> come full circle. <laughs> so uh, there's your six degrees. Yeah, there it is. And one trailer that I've, I, I haven't seen yet, but I really want to see it because I think it'll be fantastic because I think it is the third movie in now his franchise, which I think has his two best movies, and that's M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. Ooh. <sighs> I don't know, man. Wait a minute. That's that's Mr. Glass from Unbreakable, right? Yes, exactly. Uh. And Split. They're hmm. all connected. Hmm. I was very... Because Unbreakable is M. Night Shyamalan's best movie, Fight Me. I liked Unbreakable. Yeah, I think I it's did. his best movie. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't argue with that. Hmm. Uh, but I will say this about Glass. I, I was uh, left very unimpressed after watching the, the oh, trailer. Okay. Is know? it the same guy as Mr. Glass? Yeah, uh, yeah it's Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson, thank you. And yeah, they so got I Bruce Willie back. Yeah, Bruce is back. And James McAvoy, all-star. Right. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll f- yeah, I'll definitely watch it because, you know, you got you to I mean, I'm behind on like eight movies. Uh, I haven't seen Black Panther or <laughs> nothing, nothing yet, but I mean, I'll, I'd watch it. And watching Glass, you're going to watch Nick Fury. You're going to watch uh, Charles Xavier. And uh, John McClane. There's a Charles Xavier movie coming out? No, no, no. That's just James oh, McAvoy's yeah. also in <laughs> yeah. Glass. Yeah, it's called X-Men, John. Have you heard of it? It's been out for a little while. Well, no, that's the thing. So uh, there is rumors that they may drop a, a teaser for Dark Phoenix this weekend, too. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Because that's mm. supposed to come out the in 2019. X. They got a day and a half left. Yeah. Clock's ticking. Right. As that, we that, speak. That's the one presence that I haven't really seen as Fox at Comic-Con, which you think with when Marvel's not there, you figure the other two, two studios... Because Sony's now all over Marvel's jot, so they don't care. They're just going to write Marvel coattails. Mm. Oh, well, they had Venom. They had Venom. Sorry, Sony did have Venom. Um, But, yeah, Fox hasn't really shown up either. Hmm. Because they've got projects slated for next year, which include New Mutants and uh, the Phoenix saga. Dark Phoenix. New Mutants looks pretty cool. Yeah. And that's a lot. You got a lot, John? That's the first two days, John. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're trying to prepare you for later today. Yeah, yeah, I don't even need to go down. Now I can just (laughs) go and go to Lucha Libre Taco and call it a weekend, Hey, there you go. Perfect. Get a surfing California burrito. (laughs) Yeah. Been a while. Get some green sauce. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like John said, if you didn't go to Comic-Con, you can just listen to us and we'll get you caught up on everything. See, that's why I think we've talked about this when I've been on the show in previous years. Like when the kids wait in line and camp out overnight to see a trailer that's going to be on YouTube anyway the yeah, next day. exactly. I was like, you're, I don't know. Maybe there's something admirable about your level of commitment, but it's also like you could go and enjoy life during that time. It's the r- in-real-life version of a first comment yep. on a video. They, they want to be, yeah, that's yeah. it. They want to say they were there. Exactly. But it's like, what's that going to do for you? It's, it, like, it's all about their their self-confidence. You're, you're at the bar 30 years that's from now. <laughs> Did I ever tell you how I <clears throat> camped in line to see a Captain America trailer? Yeah, the guy was there. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, anyway, last call, everybody. We're closing up. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that, we're going to head to break, uh, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about um, unfortunate past social media uh, and how that can affect your career. Right, right. 
and uh, we're going to get into everything that John is working on currently and what the rest of 2018 holds for Mr. John Allen. Yatta. Stay tuned. So, yeah, I mean, one of the main reasons I'm glad I'm a little bit older than you, Dan, uh, there aren't many, uh, but uh, one of you're is You're closer to getting Social Security? Like it may actually be you there. can brag yeah. about them Asian jeans, because <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. It. He's got the beard, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, an old lady actually called me young today too. After I told her my real age, so I'm no. just I'm just on a heater today. Yeah, uh, but I uh, and you know we were talking about this before, and, and much like John, I was definitely not an early adopter of Twitter. Uh, and to this day, I still am not, yeah, you're not. <laughs> active at all. The 16 tweets, that right. even though I plug you every week. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, f- I feel good now with a lot of these stories coming out about, uh, you know, guys and girls just getting burned mm. for a lot of things that they posted years ago. Well, it's like the Milwaukee pitcher, right? Yes, exactly. During the All-Star exactly. game. And he's like, he's younger than me, though. And those were bad. Those, like, those some were of those Papa were John's real level. bad. Yeah. Like, he had one that just said, I hate gay people. And then, yeah, like, there's, there's no explaining white that. White power. Right? Yeah. That's all he's White power lol. Right. That's what it was. Uh, I mean, he did say, what was the context of it? Because I know it wasn't, he wasn't actually calling people that word, but he was referencing it in a way that was still kind of inexcusable, right? There was one where it was a rap song. That he supposedly, quoted, supposedly, Jeez. the other two were not right. They were just, yeah. And then he did something with like KKK, lol. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, just really bad ones, you know. And it, and and it's funny too because like when we're talking about this this kid um, for Milwaukee, I didn't know white white dudes in high school their rebellion because they were so privileged was like, oh, if I pretend to be a little <laughs> neo Nazi, that makes me a rebel. Because I'm going to fight the cause. Yeah, let me go read mine Tump for my book report. Right. I ever tell you my first job was Papa John's? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ocean Beach, Point Loma, Papa John's. I was uh, worked there for a year. And... Um, how I mean, racist was, it was the just yeah. racist day? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was more s- mostly Portuguese folks working there. I mean, okay. f- to, that, to the credit of, of that uh, side of it. But um, the only thing I could really tell you as far as like... Weird businesses practices. Weird business practices. Excuse me. Would probably be the fact that they were so anal retentive about um, labor costs. Like a lot of the time, if it was slow, you know, people were fighting for like eight-hour workdays and stuff, right? There were times like you know, I'd be there two hours. They'd be like, "It's too slow. Go home." And we were only getting paid. You know, minimum wage was like four twenty-five, four seventy-five. You know, it was just, and they would, like, you'd, you'd beg, like, please, I really need the money. And they would, like, the manager would just scream at you, and, <laughs> and it was just, you know. Just a great work environment. So. Yeah. I mean, I know that's pretty far removed from the head honcho of it, but, I mean, like, when I, when these stories come out, and I and I basically saying, hey, there's some shady stuff at Papa John's, I was like, yeah, it sounds about, I can believe that, you know. Good cheese sticks, though. And the garlic sauce. Yeah. But the pizza's it's terrible for terrible. you, but, right. yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting what happens with them if they continue to use his moniker. They've basically removed him from everything else. Uh, and well, wasn't, wasn't he also pretty vocal about uh, NFL players taking yeah, a knee? That was, yeah. the, that was the first part. So it all adds it. up, yeah. obviously. I yeah. think we talked about it last week. Cause me, when, that, when he came out and he said, like, oh, our pizza sales are down because NFL players are taking a knee during the national anthem. <laughs> 
That's I was a like, bit of a stretch. So Papa's racist. Yeah. Like I, it was kind of like he's racist, and people were like, no, he just is dumb. And I'm like, mm, right. No, he's racist. And then you get what happened. You know, him using the N word on a, a phone call and talking about how when he grew up in Indiana, they would drag black people behind their cars oh my God. on a conference call about sensitivity. That's where you go. Yeah, we kind of all knew he was racist, but then there's the actual like real proof. He was pretty uh, vocal supporter of Trump, like Dana White oh, was, yeah. wasn't he? So yeah. I mean, it all yeah, it it the, makes the sense, picture right? has been painted very clearly. Like, yeah, mm, so. we, we kind of knew what was on. Yeah, so yeah, so, I don't like Italians either. I hate pizza. <laughs> I hate Italian food. So yeah, most recently, I believe he got to make now, pizza uh, white. <laughs> I know Pop, Papa's Pizza is just—it's it's Massa John's now, yeah, right. is what it's oh. called. <laughs> uh, and then I believe he's suing uh, the organization now uh, to get a seat back on the board uh, okay. in most recent news. But yeah, Papa's had a, has a has had a pretty terrible year. Uh, a uh, another guy who's had a pretty terrible uh, week, really. Brett Neese. Brett Neese. No, no. <laughs> uh, standard, but uh, but James Gunn, a uh, I would say a show favorite. Yeah, uh, director of quite a few movies, but most recently, Slither. hell of a name. Yeah, he was married to Pam Beasley from The Office for a little bit. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, most, I mean, he's most recently directed the last two Guardians of the Galaxy films. Uh, was and those did okay, right? I mean, uh, oh yeah, those, those seemed to do okay in theaters. Or? Yeah, th- those did okay. Mar- I think Marvel's got it pretty teed up at this point mm. um big contributor to infinity war yep. um as well and uh yeah he he just got canned this week from the next guardians of the galaxy film uh for you know what we're talking about just some some racy tweets that had been discovered uh which he sent like between 2009 and 2011 mm. uh, a few years back mm. Um, so yeah, nothing tough racist. Which no, is the, the weird thing. It the way like you described him, it's not nearly as cut and dry as as what Papa John was was putting yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, I mean these were all like jokes, right? All right. It's it, very they were inappropriate jokes, sure, which sure I would never want to actually leave in writing. It's like you know, John. You can say like when you want you go and you see somebody set, and you're there because you know that it's going to be a stand up set, so you know what you're expecting. And so when you hear something that may be offensive usually, but it's said with a joking manner and it's not punching down, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of just like it's a joke to entertain. You go, mm-hmm. okay, well, if these were in a comedy set, you could kind of be like, yeah, he's not actually a pedophile. But when you just put him on the internet with no context, <sighs> you then look at them and you're like, it's cringeworthy. I mean, if you want to be a blue dot on Google Maps, I suppose it's <laughs> one way to go about making it happen. Yeah. I mean, to me, right, it, it is what it is. You know, you're employed by somebody. They can fire you for whatever they want. Yeah. Especially you know? when they're owned by Disney, which uh, exactly. when you have lots of tweets about uh, raping little boys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but for my thought immediately is, like, where do we draw the line, you know? Like, is freedom of speech... No, you have the freedom of speech. You don't have the freedom from consequences right, thank for that you. speech. I mean, that's, no, that's the a, difference. That's a huge point that certainly with some of the stuff that's gone on this year, like the Charleston rallies and stuff, like, yeah, you can do it, but you got to make your bed and then you lie in it, you know? Because the freedom of speech means you can't be imprisoned for what you say or killed for what you say. Does not mean a company 
which makes millions or billions of dollars off children, yeah. has to keep you employed when a lot of past tweets about you raping little boys but or having anal sex with little boys comes out. Roseanne, it's joking. Yeah. Roseanne certainly had the right to yeah. tweet the crap she did. But in that same breath, uh, ABC, was it? They, right. they, they had the right to say, hmm, we don't kind of, I don't think we want you representing us anymore in this way. And see, that, and I think the difference between Roseanne and I think James Dunn is ABC knew exactly what they were doing with Roseanne. They were just willing to put up with most of it. To a and, point. And she crossed the line. And so part of, I think, the issue with this is, did Disney know about the, like, James Dunn's Social media. You gotta tell me that Disney didn't have some research. How did this research. even happen? Did they just all of a sudden decide to research everybody? Because it's so far. They got pulled up by fans. Okay. Yeah. Like, so what? What happened? The thought behind it is that um, James Gunn's a pretty big uh, critic of President Trump. Yeah. And so the thought is, Trump fans went and found this information to release because so because people the want undefeated, yeah. that's 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 such a weird way for it to have happened you know a guy who's escaped accountability so much yeah the hypocrisy there yeah. right and I, I will say with james gunn's response from what i saw um is he owning up to he it he kind of owned it oh, yeah. like okay. he was just he like for sure did yeah. he was like yeah it sucks these were you know if you know me these were jokes and they were in a phase in which i was trying to be provocative and um hmm. I, I, but he was like, but uh, they're going to fire me, but they have all the right to do that because, yeah. Hmm. yeah. He was basically like, yeah, that sucks. I did it. Well, I hope there's some kind of resolution that comes from it that works out for, for the better. But I mean, I, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll I mean, fine. Roman Polanski murdered somebody. And he still <laughs> got work. So, you know. They just put Hulk Hogan back in the yeah. WWE Hall of Fame. Right. You he know. just needs to go away for a little bit. Exactly. And exactly. Especially being a Go director. on the apology tour that Bill Burr talks about. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and that, that'll be what it is. And it's just it's crazy, though, because I think the theme of season four for Pop Not Soda is us routinely covering stories where the internet remains undefeated. Mm-hmm. Where if you put anything out in the public space that yeah. can be recorded or through word, being online, social media, or video that can be posted by someone you don't know, right? The internet will come for you, and it's it's like death, yeah. and nobody escapes it. Yep. You got me wondering, like, because <laughs> you know, some nights I'm deep in my cups, and, <laughs> and it's it's like uh, I, I know that I don't like I, I'm not a person who has hate in my heart, but I'm also like somebody who's a comedian. So it's like when you push the envelope, yeah. Um, what what people are going to consider woke in like 10, 20 years down the line is of course going to be different because we hopefully continue to evolve as a species. Yeah. So just say you were doing an impression of Donald Trump. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Some people have misunderstood the impression and thought like. I was more being a, a cheerleader for him in a sense, and it's like, and I, I when he got elected, I, I mean, this is maybe get, this was giving myself too much credit, but I was like, was I a part of the problem sensationalizing yeah. this person? My my intent was to showcase the depravity and how bad he was, and that we and you know maybe amp it up to it. I didn't even I wasn't exaggerating that much. I wasn't writing material. I was just kind of repeating what he said. Yeah, but. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's very tricky how how some people don't quite think in layers and degrees, because that takes maybe a little bit more processing power upstairs. So I, I don't know. It's um, it's weird how things can be misinterpreted. I no, guess is the yeah. best way. I can and wrap and that's up. the thing with with the internet is, uh, there is not 
lots of room for added context. I, I will say that I'm glad. I mean, I, I do want there to be accountability because Lord knows there's there's people in, in power right now to get into the politics stuff. But I mean, just that there's so many times it's like, really, nothing's going to happen when they did this or that. You know, like there was a cosplayer that got into a lot of trouble recently, like this Momokun thing on the anime side of things where, you know, she's been kind of like uh, inappropriately touching people without consent for years. And it just finally came to a head like at the last anime expo, like at the event she was going to be featured at, like her sponsors pulled her, her badge was taken away. So, like, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not really like a schadenfreude kind of guy. It's not that I want people to be hurting, but I do want people to be held accountable for hurting other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. I think accountability is the difference. I think um, when we get to a point where everyone is able to take accountability for these, these things, I think the punishments are less drastic. Because I think currently right now, everyone is kind of need to be made an example of mm. to show right. the world – that when you do something, you're going to be held accountable. And I think there's overcompensation because one of the most powerful people in the world has no accountability. Mm-hmm. And because of that, other people have to pay oh, for sure. it. Oh, sure. It sets such a bad precedent. And I think if, if everyone's being held accountable, th- I think the, the punishment is or the, you know, the consequences will be less. Mm-hmm. But I think you know in this current climate, it's kind of like a no tolerance. Which yeah, is, it's zero tolerance. It really is. Which is is you is know, okay because like, I think I'm very happy about like what the Me Too movement has yeah. covered, but then I'll see some people take it to the other extreme where it's like all men are trash. I'm like, yeah. eh, I think you could word that in a way that's a little bit more fi- like like your dad that worked two jobs to support you. He's trash just based upon his gender. <laughs> you know. Well, right. we we talked about it too. I think um, a little bit ago, Dave Chappelle in one of his specials on Netflix, he talks about the Me Too movement, but he talks about how. When Ben Affleck came out in support, people were like, oh, well, Ben, why do you, you don't get to support us? Because look at this weird interview in 1997 where you, like, felt up the it's reporter. Yeah. And it's tough because, like, there are going to be situations where you dive back in in anybody's past. And you can see they've made mistakes. And if they're trying to now support and they can be different people. Yeah. It's a messy situation because I think this is like the James Gunn situation. He's definitely not who he was eight years ago. However, he still did what he did. Right. So when, like I think what you were saying, Brian, is when do we draw the line? But I think you've always got to be held accountable. I just don't know when we kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess a better There's question no easy would answer. have been, what's the statute of limitations? I don't think there, there is any. Is, there yeah, is and one, it really yeah. comes down to each individual case. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to see Louis C.K. again, for right. example. Oh, but yeah. but then um, Dan Harmon, he came out, you know, and, and confessed and apologized. Uh, for you know, like ruining someone's career, right? Yeah. A girl that he was, like, obsessed with. You know, it's... It, it basically was the reason why community... Like how community fizzled out. I'll say this, you know, when I as as I reflect upon these stories that we've been getting over the last couple of years, I can definitely see where somebody could draw the conclusion that all men are trash. Because yeah, like <laughs> yeah. as soon as they get an ounce of power, they don't always use it for the right things. Exactly. So. Uh, but I think you know, if you look at how his backlash is different than someone like Louis C.K. is Dan Harmon got in front of it, mm-hmm. owned it, didn't make no. Excuses. That's very much the difference. Where like it was the rumor for Louis C.K. for years. Yeah. Uh, and then it just finally erupted after yeah. like trying to burying it as deep as you could. Whereas Dan, uh, not quite as long of a wait for that to be confessed to. Yeah. I suppose. And I think yeah. the one time he got called on it is when he had that like uh, it was a podcast or an interview where yeah. he was basically just like, 
I fucked up. Yeah, I badly. listened to it. It was actually it was actually really good. So I yeah, mean, Rick and Morty season four is is on its way. Well, meanwhile, seven seasons of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Really. Me- meanwhile, uh, Louie is still hanging hanging low for laying low for the moment. And, and uh, I mean, they are they're in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, abuse of power, uh, a little different because there's kind of a hierarchy yeah. that leads up to like the Bill Cosby. Yeah, right. sort of and stuff. I would say like Dan Dan Harmon is on the the power play hi- of that hierarchy towards the bottom where yeah, Louis C.K. never, never pulled his dick out in front of anybody. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, because uh, that's also a different mindset. You could be like, oh, I'm gonna teach you a lesson and and not hire you, uh, or I'm gonna whip it out and show you what I'm made of. I don't know how you get there. <laughs> yeah. I understand how you get to where Dan Harmon is. Yeah. Because it's a shitty thing to do. But I'll say this. It's refreshing that we are thinking in those terms. and Not to put ourselves over and, you know, <laughs> but but like the fact that we are yeah. looking at the degree of like, yeah, none of this was great. None of it's to be proud of. But there's a level of like flirting with someone when, you know, you're already in a relationship and it's making them uncomfortable versus an entrapment, uh, full on re- exposing yourself and pleasuring yourself versus... You know, knocking people out with pilled up drinks and I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm glad that at least that's part of the discussion. It's just don't yeah. do anything that you wouldn't want done. To yeah. You. Yeah. Just be a good person. It's um, not that hard. Yeah. You um, know? Unless you're on that side where you would want someone to slip something in your drink and then wake up and not remember. Then you have your own issues and we not you're not the example that we need right. to, to use. You're not our demographic. So, John, this is going to be a great switch in uh, <laughs> your career. So, Gundam. Uh, how's Gundam these days? <laughs> our transition game is getting yeah. real strong. Who yep. have you pilled up, John? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Jeez. Well, let, let's get started um, with a character in which you got to really talk about um, at its start. Uh, last year mm-hmm. on this show, which is Ricotta Flair for <laughs> Wrestling Pro Wrestling, Brian Kendrick's promotion in L.A. Yep. How has this past year for Ricotta Flair been? Uh, this is, It's been great. Um, certainly doing a, a Flair impression with the, the voice is one thing. Le- learning to really try to capture the feel of the wrestling match for him and, and while being impaired by having this giant <laughs> sort of mascot <laughs> head on uh, was a bit of a learning process. You know, I'd been... Also, training-wise, I had to go back and shift up my cardio a little bit because of oh, yeah. the, the – you don't understand. Not only is it harder to breathe in that, it's also hard to hear. So, you know, communicating with who you're wrestling with can be trickier. Uh, tunnel vision with the sight. So all of it, it took a, a little while to, to get it to a level that I'm, I'm now more proud showing somebody a match um, that, you know, where we – Excuse me. That I think we, we kind of – Pays off the gimmick better. Um, it's it's been a, a heck of a ride. There were a couple of shows where I I felt like they didn't have that much for me to do. You know, I would here I was like trying to bust my ass in the gym, then I come out and it's like, you know, a low blow and a roll up. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I've just the 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 talent I've gotten to work with the um, the just the, the the way they've promoted the character and and through that myself and everything it's, it's just been great and you know getting to know brian kendrick getting to know derek and everybody that's, that's involved with it um i've had an absolute blast i don't do as many shows but it's uh it's about quality versus quantity for me um so i'm i'm very happy with it i was thinking the other day just like god you know as much as i can maybe worry about stuff like maybe you know uh, every actor wants to be at a different spot in their career and 
and all that. I was like, man, how lucky am I to have this this going on right now? It's it's pretty spectacular. So, for sure. Yeah, and I, um, what I noticed too, I will say at Tomatron, is something that's very popular um, that just came up at second season is Glow mm-hmm. um, on Netflix. The, oh right, right. Uh, I just started watching the second season, and it's so funny. Again, we talk about timing of things. Like, I just got to the second, uh, was first or second episode where um, Ruth and then they're at the mall, yeah. and they're trying to market the show kind of guerrilla style and all that. We were just doing that, in a sense. Uh, Brian asked if we could go down to, to Hollywood Boulevard and hand out flyers the day before the show. I was like, oh, man, if I hadn't seen that episode, I might not have wanted to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Exactly what I was going to say. Is yeah, I think for, for people who aren't wrestling fans are watching this show. And I think when you're looking at what it, it takes to run an indie promotion, I mean, in the 80s, it was a little different. And especially for female wrestlers, it was a lot harder. But if still, how they try to market or put over the show Dude, and the characters can be very similar to what you will have yeah, to do with yeah. your independent promotion. And, and to circle back to to how we were, we were flyering the other day. Um, Brian Kendrick is not the most obscure man in the world. He was out there with us. Here's a guy currently, you know, on on yeah, TV, and he's live. he's handing out flyers, you know, and all that with us. So that's that, that spoke volumes to me about the level of his character. And hey, Brian, if you're listening, I swear I'm not asking for a raise by putting <laughs> over. <office>. That's <laughs> not what's going on here. I am being genuine. But I I do think uh, it will be interesting to see if the success of Glow does spark any interest in local independent promotions. I think so. I, I mean, I've I've certainly like more pe- since it came out. Um, I, I've had a few more people ask me about certain things. Like, is that really what it's like? Sometimes Do you guys really worry about you know X, Y, and Z and stuff. It was a little bit kind of like when the wrestler came out in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. It was a similar vibe where we're we're peeling back the curtain a bit more, in a way that, unlike Beyond the Mat, which was, I would compare a little bit more to like a snuff film as far as showing the the yeah. worst thing that can <laughs> worst things that can happen in the industry. These shows like The Wrestler and Glow and such, they're showing the camaraderie when mm-hmm. you're putting, having to put so much trust into somebody with your body and vice versa. Showing, the, uh, showing them as people, you know, like uh, the, the, the fears we can have, the, um, the, the, the challenges that we face with it. So I think as much as on the one hand it makes it harder to work the audience, and it's never going to go back to the way it was, I think, in like the 60s or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe there's a different kind of bond that can be formed with the audience because of this, because yeah. of that, in a way. And I think, um, too, what I've noticed is with the independent promotions, you get those just out there unique characters mm-hmm. like a Ricotta Flair that you don't get in a WWE anymore. Like everyone in WWE is a great athlete and performer, and mm. their characters. For the most part, it has transitioned to their personalities turned up to ten. Yeah, and you're not, and so when you're watching Glow, and if people who like that style and they want those random out of the bots characters, they find themselves, I think, will find themselves moving towards those independent promotions. No, I, I've been saying it for years, you know, that it, like Pete, there's a reason the nostalgia factor is um, as high as is, excuse me, as high as it is with people remembering the over the top characters like Honky Tonk Man and. Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man and stuff like that. These days, I don't, I don't know exactly what the thought process is. Maybe it's because UFC is kind of their competition, so they're trying mm-hmm. to lean a little bit more towards uh, realism in that regard. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, I've, I've noticed more people trying to go the comedy route uh, a little bit with it as well. You know, I'm, I'm part of a couple of them, and 
um, there, there's others out there. So I mean, I think one of my favorite characters on any uh, promotional uh, wrestling mainstay wrestling is an NXT and it's Velveteen Dream, oh. which is this prince est young, very athletic dude who thinks basically he he dresses like Prince. It's it's got this gold dust like. A very provocative. Now is he feel. playing Prince or is he playing Dave Chappelle doing Prince? Um, <laughs> it's almost like a wrestler trying to be a mean Dave Chappelle version of Prince. Like he's very inspired by Prince, but he he just he's full onto his character. He talks in the third person, and he's an enigma. And the best part about him is he plays mind games with all of his opponents. So like he just fought Ricochet at the last takeover. Oh. So what they did is he wore he wore Ricochet's prince puma pants from lucha uh, uh lucha, underground. lucha underground and but he put them in a holt hogan est flare and he came out as holt hogan really and they emulated the stare down that the rock and holt hogan had <laughs> at wrestlemania 18 because um ricochet has been using one of his taglines is what the feud was um for holt and uh the rock in oh, 2018 wow. so like what draws me to him is that he has a character. Like, I still love Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy's just weird as shit. Like, he's doing some broken Brother Nero stuff on yeah. the main roster now, which I still don't understand what it is because it's not Brother Nero and it's he's not broken Jeff Hardy and he's not Willow, mm-hmm. but he's just some weird thing that's intriguing. And I think that's the best part about, I think, the freedom of an independent promotion is you can just take your character to right. whatever level you want. Yeah, and it, it saddens me when someone does go in a different direction that resonates with fans and then they squash it at the higher levels because it wasn't their original intention. Uh, Zack Ryder probably being the oh yeah the chief example there. He was a guy who, in spite of them trying to just make him out to be an also-ran ancillary kind of jobber guy, he gets over on the internet. And, you know, they, they gave them some shine a little bit, like when their backs were against the wall and there was no other choice. But it, then they, they cut the legs out from him just as quick, seemingly. So yeah. that's seen it in Kane, and they, they cut-holded him. Yeah. <laughs> the it's famous cut-hold. It's, it's the whole, you know, you like who we tell you to like, whereas with the independents, we don't have the money to lose that they do. So we yeah. have to do supply and demand, um, give the fans what they want a little bit more in that regard, and then go with what – we find is resonating, and then invest more time in that. Yeah. So. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that's going well. And uh, anytime they, I ha- can they catch haven't fired me yet. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. <laughs> one, I, anytime it's been one year. And we're still talking about it, it. One year. For sure. And anytime I can catch you all on Twitch, it's it's awesome because that's your primary <laughs> means. Our of, vehicle. Uh, yeah. They they've also been putting the show on uh, on on their Facebook fan page a little bit as well. Cool. It's a little different since we're we're not live. We do it the day after. We we went in a different direction because of like the Wi-Fi at the venues and stuff. And we, but mm-hmm. we saw that as like, well, maybe we turn this, um, that, uh, what what might be considered a, a weakness into a strength. Where now it's not live for the moment, but because of that, we have a little bit more fun with the post production and the yeah. editing and and how we incorporate that into the show. So. Yeah, who knows what's next, though. I mean, we're definitely, I feel like it's definitely going in, in the right direction of uh, maybe becoming a bigger thing than it already is. So I'm, I'm hopeful for it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll as long as they need me, I'll be there because they've been very, very good to me. Yeah, but well, we are too. Uh, but hopefully these other things that are pulling you in 
a hundred different directions <laughs> aren't uh, aren't going to cut into your time there. I ain't got um, time to poop these days, do I? <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, we were just going over it uh, before he came back on, and God, you just you just kept rattling off uh, yeah. projects that you've been doing. So, by in the grace of God, I've been busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, just in terms of you know some of the recent stuff you've done, uh, you know, in like the last year since we we talked to you, uh, what would you say? is like your favorite project i know that's a hard question um well i was glad that we got the chance to do a little bit more of the cast members still not quite to where any of us would like it to be we're still trying to find our way with distribution and funding and such uh um (coughs) i'll tell you this uh just um the the fact that you know there was there was a time when uh the voiceover stuff had sort of uh, slowed down a bit, and I, I was trying to see, like, do I need to just accept that this thing that I, I felt I could contribute to has, has passed me by or something like that. And I was I was trying other things. There was wrestling, there was stand-up and all this. It's just, just the fact, you know, not to point to any one show, but just the fact that I've had the resurgence that I've had with it and, you know, being able to connect to so many people around the world because their fan base is so passionate has been amazing to me, and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Um, uh, the the one I'm wearing the T-shirt for today, uh, fully coolly progressive, uh, just completed its initial run on on an Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. I believe they're doing um, a replay of the episodes, and then they'll come out with the season three fully coolly alternative. That's been cool. Awesome. I just I performed at Anime Expo uh, a number of times, like in a comedy and an improv capacity. But I believe, if if I'm not mistaken. This was the first time that I was actually on a panel discussing uh, the voice, being a voice actor and stuff in front of over 2,000 people in the room. Wow. Almost didn't happen. I think they were, they, you know, they had the budget that they did, uh, and they wanted to have, like, the, the stars of the show and all that. But I ran into uh, the producer, Maki, while I was picking up my industry badge, and we just got to talking. She invited me to, you know, if, if I'm there, if you know, would you like to contribute to the panel? So I got to do that. That's all right. And I just the positive exchange of energy between the fans, you know, wanting me to sign their posters and guitars and stuff <laughs> and everything. It was just, I, I love it, man. It's it's really when I describe it, it's not really it's not an ego thing. It's just that I I love seeing their their faces light up when they find out you're the voice when you do a line from the show they've been watching and stuff. And it, uh, you know, you you forget about that sometimes when you're in the booth just doing the work. You just you don't think about that. You just want to do the best job you can right. to t- help tell the story. But when it does happen, it's really something special and magical, I think. No, for sure. As far as, like, you know, the interaction with people who watch the shows. Yeah, definitely. So um, not only have you been dominating the independent wrestling scene, uh, the voice acting business. That's giving me a little too much credit, <laughs> but thank <laughs> hey, you. I just put you over. It's my okay. show. Okay. okay. It's our okay. show. I just put you over. Um but now you're trying to take over the music industry. <laughs> yeah. And you're so get just me every, in trouble. every yeah, yeah. genre of entertainment. I, I just uh please just give uh, our listeners the quick like synopsis of Bonehenge. Bonehenge is a band that uh we have been doing practices f- together with since uh January. Um I was approached by Ian Lucky who I met Way back in the day, you guys being in San Diego, you might have heard of Mega 64. Um, I contributed uh, a voice on their first season, and Ian was the composer for their their first season. Um, when they, you know, we we got to know each other through that. We uh, neither of us continued on. Um, the events just worked out the way that they did. That we we didn't continue on with Mega 64, but we kept we stayed in touch. Um, 
and uh, he is part of a band, among others. Uh, the one that he's that's really popular right now is Kirby's Dream Band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they do covers from Kirby's Dreamland and various Kirby and other video games and oh, stuff. It's, so it's really f- a lot of fun, awesome. and they put on such a great show. And I remember like a year ago at Anime Expo, they were playing, and I was like, wow, it'd be fun to you know, collaborate with, with him on somewhere down the line or something like that. We'd done stuff where like I'd been an independent film, and they needed uh, music for it, and I would call up Ian and ask if he wanted to do that. You know, we'd still work together in some capacity, but like musically, uh, in a band scenario, we hadn't worked together. So he says, "Hey, John, I got this idea. Would you want to try out uh, to to be the front man for it?" I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great. What's it about?" He's like, "Well, you know, we're gonna wear like dinosaur skulls in our heads, and you know, very tongue-in-cheek comedy kind of stuff." And I was like, "That sounds great. Uh, yeah, I'd love to try out for it." And it was me and another lady who I'm I'm sure also did a, a good job, but in the end, they they decided to go with me. Um, maybe just a male vocal thing lended itself better to right. the, the the songs or whatever. You probably have better hair anyway. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I do spend some time on it. Um, and also uh, on on the other side of like the themed comedy band thing, uh, his wife Colleen uh, has been a part of the Radioactive Chicken Heads for years and years. Oh, so wow. so they they've they know how this stuff works, and I I trusted them, and and they and the other musicians are I feel like. So talented, and I feel like I'm just kind of along for the ride <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Alisoon on saxophone. Um, we have another Ian, who is our, our lead guitarist, Bijan on drums. And we, we had our first show at CIA. And you couldn't have asked for, like, an easier way to transition me into it because CIA, uh, California Institute of Abnormal Arts, in North Hollywood is where we do wrestling pro wrestling these days. <laughs> there you go. It's funny how that happens. Like when I first started booking with Bang Zoom Entertainment, my director was for Mob Psycho 100 was Chris Kaysen, uh, who I'd been on panels with in Anime Los Angeles. So it's funny how the universe kind of like eases me into these new ventures when it's a good fit sometimes. Yeah, that's a uh, sign, right? Yeah, I think so. For so sure. so we we have we got a couple of shows lined up. We just set up one in Anaheim on Monday. So the day this podcast comes out, <laughs> if any of you are in Anaheim, uh, look at Bonehenge. We'll be at the Doll Hut. And, and then uh, August 2nd, uh, we're playing at the Tiki Room in Costa Mesa. So, we, anyway, we got some other stuff uh, coming down the pike as well. But it's it's been a, a heck of a lot of a f- fun. I'd kind of been a front man on something in San Diego like ages ago, and I just I forgot how much fun it is and how, how, how liberating it is. So I'm, I'm having a blast with it. It's added to the resume. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I have seen clips of Bonehedge on uh, John's Facebook um, so if you want to check out that, you definitely need to because it's worth it. Um, and while you're there, you know, you can watch Ricotta Flair mm-hmm. from Wrestling Pro Wrestling. I think you also just made a return to the ring for Freak Show Wrestling, right? Yeah, we, we brought back Donald Trump. Donald Trump, yeah. which Donald uh, Trump has joined has us. Has he been in the news recently? Oh, well, Donald no, Trump No, he has, lays low. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't talk too much, yeah, okay. though. Donald okay. has joined this show before a few <laughs> times. Yes, he has. Um, and Uninvited. There's another project uh, that I think you've been working on, I want to say for a couple of years now at least, it feels like. Um, maybe it's just been a year. But uh, Cast Members, which is locally filmed in San Diego. Yeah, we touched on that. Um, mm-hmm. Which you've actually put out, I think, two clips now, right? Yeah, well, we we have the we had the pilot, yeah. uh, which we shot primarily through the, uh, the tail end of 2016, I want to say. And it was... Uh, the the pilot was put up in 2017, and then um, the it, w- it was this year that uh, Aaron David Roberts said, "Hey, you know, I, I it's it's getting a lot of hits. 
Um, it's getting the, the social media traffic. We, I would like to keep the momentum going. You know, when he came to me with this idea about starting to shoot episode two, I said, have you sort of given up on trying to get it on a network and we're just going like the web series route? He said, no, but I want to keep it alive. And, um, you know, he was, he was certainly right to think in those terms. So that we, we shot uh, the beginning of episode two and uh, with the idea being that we had a, a crowdfunding thing to fund the the rest of the the episode to pay for the production team the actors uh, the makeup people all that um when last i checked we hadn't quite hit that unfortunately so i'm not sure what the next step is for it i'm sure he's still out there trying to get it signed and i know there's an audience out for it we've proven that um i'm not giving up on it yet you know and i i hope the fans haven't either um but, you know, we'll see where it goes. Well, if people will donate to try and make Kylie Jenner a, the <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, you know? I mean, there's obviously disposable income. I, I, I think it just came down to awareness of, of the campaign for it. It yeah. had to have been. Um, totally. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at, like, the whole Veronica Mars movie. How much yeah. did that yeah. get? Yeah. I mean, granted, that had more awareness because it had been on a network. But I don't know. There's, there's definitely, there's a lot of people out there working in movie theaters. When they see this, they're, they're, they go through the roof because, like, wow, our story is being told. Yeah. So I'd like to continue telling that story. Well, I mean, you can just do what Kylie Jenner had happened, and uh, if you know anyone that's willing to put a set tape out <laughs> um, and gain some notoriety, maybe I, you'll get some crowdfunding. Maybe, maybe that's. Uh, I, I would really that's like. Playing. Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> I would really this like traditional route doesn't I don't go down. I don't. I think it's good enough that we don't have to go down that <laughs> road. That's the frustrating part. This isn't crap that we're peddling. It's a. It's a really cool series with good characters and good stories. But yeah. Well, I would say and go check that out. That's at Batslash uh, cast members mm-hmm. um, on Facebook and you can or watch. I, or you can just go to the, I think the castmembers.com and it has uh, everything. It has some more info on the series and ways you can keep in touch with us on social media. I w- yeah, and I would highly go suggest. Uh, I would highly suggest checking that out um well john uh thank you so much for yes, joining us always today. a pleasure my friend thank um, you for having again me. if you if you make it to uh if we make it to season five and you turn back on uh brett will get you a robe that has the number five on it oh that'd be lovely just like a nice smoking playboy robe add a like. boy to you brett <laughs> <laughs> alessi from jojo's bizarre adventures uh, yeah, voice. I mean, I, I, we, we were almost going to get through this episode without like prompting John to make an impression of anybody, which yeah. I think would have been the first time. Because I know Brett's oh, yeah. always the one. He is. He Brett, loves it. Brett loves the impressions because like, he can't do an impression to save his life. I did really? the Ric Flair right off the bat. Oh, so true. there's that, true. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think we had. And I don't know if the, unless he doesn't count as an impression because I actually no, do the no, voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what, That's yeah, a pretty good John Allen, John. Thanks. I try. I've heard that. Um, <laughs> well, so we it's just because uh, Brett has tried to do some impressions on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to do Razor Ramon, and it <laughs> sounds like um, when uh, Scott like, had a stroke. That's what it sounds like. Oh, goodness. Yes. Uh, and then he tried to do Doc Brown. His Doc Brown is Which probably. sounded like Razor Ramon having a stroke. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, goodness. But... But basically, all his oppressions kind of sound like somebody who Razor had a stroke. Razor Ramon having a stroke. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's why anytime uh, we've had you on, Brett's always he wants to hear a professional. But uh, it's like that bit from Crank Angers when Bobcat would he was pitching himself as an impression medium, but the only guy he could impersonate was Bobcat <laughs> Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. But uh, I think we've we've talked. Uh, uh, 
you know, we've shown today that you're much more than just an impressionist. Yeah, well, thank absolutely. you. I'd like to think a little bit more. <laughs> well, th- again, thanks for coming on. Uh, John, if people want to follow you on social media, your Twitter is at the... John, or uh, no, I are should you? I should change it to that, but somebody grabbed it out from oh. under me. Yeah, it's uh, the Twitter is King John it's Allen. King John yeah, Allen. Yeah, I That's know. Right. It's, it's, it's stupid. I need to change it to something else. I think K I N G J O N A L L E N is what it is currently. Uh, for for Instagram, it's it's the John Allen. Yeah. T H E J O N A L L E N. Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash John Allen V O as in voiceover. Um, and you know, the, I, I kind of still use the comedy website as sort of a hub to all those. If it's easier to remember, it's johnallencomedy.com. And then you can catch him as Ricardo Flair on Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Yeah, we just um, when, when's the next one? As of uh, thus recording this, I believe it is August. Where's the text from Brian? Uh, give me two more seconds. Dead air, dead. August eighteenth. <laughs> August eighteenth. August eighteenth. Two days before my birthday. There so. it is. There you go. Uh, so go go help John celebrate and yeah. Uh, yeah. go see some awesome independent live wrestling. Bring cheese and bring cheese. <laughs> have you been <laughs> maybe have you some been pelted with cheese? Like have they? Uh, no, they but what I've done is like if I when I beat uh, Kid Isaac and stuff, I I did like the NWO spray paint, but with a can of spray cheese. <laughs> I just did like RF for Ricotta Flair. Have you thought about like uh, doing the LeBron where he goes to the uh, the table with the chalk, but doing like par- grated Parmesan, and just <laughs> or Ricotta? I think Ricotta yeah. would work well. Well, that's right? wet, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, you just gave me a good idea. Yeah. So <laughs> don't be surprised you if you it. see that on Twitch hey, soon. That'll be ha- I, I, it. Would be my honor. Okay. Uh, Woo. But uh, and you know what? If you miss us throughout the week, uh, you can follow Brian's dead Twitter account at b o n six one nine. You can follow me at Paper in Trouble for shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Brian's not getting fired for any racist tweets. Just for when his future employers actually listen to this podcast and listen to everything. Yeah, he Twenty said. years from now. <laughs> yeah. When he's working at Disney or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Paper Champion DP. Uh, you can follow our show account at Pop underscore Not Soda uh, for Twitter and our Instagram. And then you can follow us on Facebook, that slash Pop Not Soda Official. And just like this episode, you can find brand new episodes of Pop Not Soda every Monday on iTunes, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, as I've been corrected, uh, Spotify, and popnotsoda.podbean.com. All right, John, well, until uh, season five. Uh, yeah, we'll we, another fiscal review yeah. in the books, right? <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> fiscal year. We got yeah, if it, we guys. can get John, that, I, I know that our podcast has, uh, has survived. Yeah, uh, exactly. another season. This so. is my performance review for the year. That's how I look at it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get John the, down the Tomatron so he can uh, catch up on everything he's missed in the past year. Yes, sir. Clearly, I'm behind, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've proven that. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, Brett. Thanks for listening. Brett, if you're listening. Fuck you. <laughs> Their words, not mine, sir. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>